0: We talk about women's sports and the transgender controversies in America. I'm Greg Gillespie and today we have the privilege of speaking with Riley Gaines, an all-American swimmer famous from the University of Kentucky but was caught up in some of the big cultural shifts happening now. Riley, thank you for joining us today on Family Life.
1: Well, absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: So what's the reaction to your message and your personal story? What has it been like for you since that NCAA trophy that you tied for the exact number of hundreds of seconds, but you get the runners-up trophy at best? What's the reaction been to your personal story?
1: The message has been incredibly well-received. It's crazy that that does kind of surprise me. My understanding, you know, coming from my university where we were told, if you speak out, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. You won't get into grad school. You won't get a job, blah, blah, blah. So I was terrified when I took that leap of faith. But the support has been tenfold and really only increases daily, as I really think people, especially parents, coaches, female athletes themselves, they're becoming more bold and more empowered and more willing to speak the truth. And there's been a lot of hearts and minds change. And that's exactly why I do it because this issue, it's, it's really shouldn't be political in the way that it's become. Of course, it was inevitable that it, it, it was and continues to be because ultimately it is legislation that's going to curb a lot of these policies and different things in place. But this issue is not as polarizing or divisive as you would think. Just by simply watching the news or just by seeing how politicians vote, I believe the overwhelming majority of the public agrees that the pendulum has swung too far.
0: That's exactly what I was going to ask you is this the position that you have that women are different than men, women's sports have a special role, and men's sports do too. But there's a majority of people, I would imagine, that agree with that, with a traditional stance. But at the same time, you're finding out that. Speaking engagements in California, for example, an interesting perspective that somebody who wants to speak out for women's sports gets censored more than people that are speaking out against Israel and not arguing against terrorists in the Middle East. Things are definitely backwards.
1: No doubt. And let me reiterate what my message is, because it very quickly gets labeled as an anti-trans message. But that's just simply wrong and false because the message is not anti-trans. The message is pro-woman. The message is pro-fairness. It's pro-reality, pro-truth. But they're stifling that, which is pretty telling. I think a lot of, I think the direction that a lot of these colleges are going, specifically Ivy Leagues, like Harvard, which I spoke at last week, and other large institutions known for their prestige, the way they're trying to control how young people think, how they feel, what they say, it's incredibly chilling to be honest. It's as if we're saying two plus two is five, and we all know how the end of nineteen eighty four looks, but I think that's the direction that we're going again, I know that sounds pretty grim in reality, I don't think it is as a Christian myself because we already know the outcome of the broader picture of what this what this battle is, but yeah, colleges. It's been an abomination, I think, especially coming from a college campus myself, just graduating. The threats, they're real, the risk. That's no way for a society to thrive. I think civil discourse and considering new perspectives and having tough conversations, that's how we grow. That's how we mature. That's how we learn. That's ultimately how we create solutions. But I think we have people who aren't interested really in creating solutions. I think their main purpose is to continue, continuing fostering division,
0: It sounds very odd because you go back half a century and uh, Title IX came out and women's sports opportunities happened, and now it seems like a lot of that is being erased or redefined or turned back. We're talking with Riley Gaines, formerly with the Kentucky, University of Kentucky swimming team, and now a very strong advocate, literally swimming upstream against some of the cultural trends that seem to be going on. You are top-level collegiate sports. You put in a lot of hours and months and years into what you were doing athletically. From your perspective, what happens to women's sports in the next five or ten years if people born with innate testosterone get to compete against people that females, if you had that male hormone injected into, you'd get kicked out of the sports? What is going to happen with women's sports if the track goes the same way it has been in the last couple of years?
1: Well, the answer is obvious. I think we all know what that would look like. I think we would see opportunistic men take advantage of the system that we have in place. And that's not to say that's why every single person who transitions is, is transitioning to win titles or to get in women's locker rooms or women's prisons or whatever that might be. But how can we not acknowledge that that is happening and that will only continue to happen? Because, again, let's be real. What male wouldn't want the opportunity to win a national title and wouldn't want the opportunity to go into a women's locker room? There certainly are people who would take advantage of that. And so, you know, five, 10, 15 years down the road, if this continues on the same trajectory that it is now, what is it? Do we have the entire women's Olympic team comprised of men What's the magic number? I think the better question we should be asking ourselves is what's the magic number for people to start to care? And when I say people, I specifically mean Democrat representatives and senators and policymakers who are allowing this to happen. And their argument typically is that why create a solution to a problem that doesn't exist? How many women have to lose out on opportunities or be exploited in locker rooms or be injured in their sport before they do care? You know, is there a magic number? Is it 20? Is it 100? Is it when the entire Olympic team is, is men? what does that look like but yeah if we continue i think it's pretty clear where we'll be in 10 years or so
0: and let me have you reiterate this you are not against people who consider themselves born into the wrong gender or want to have a discovery or something you are standing up for women and women's rights for girls sports
1: exactly that's the entire message i think what people do behind closed doors as long as it doesn't cost taxpayer dollars or isn't forced upon us in terms of no compelled speech or anything like that, then, you know, by all means. But once it starts to infringe upon our rights, again, our rights to privacy, our rights to safety, our rights under Title IX to equal opportunity, that's where the problem arises. We cannot, in regard to sport, really on any of these issues that gender ideology kind of has impacted. We cannot prioritize inclusion at the expense of safety, first and foremost, and then at the expense of fairness. Those two things must come first. And if there is a scenario where we can have safety, fairness, and inclusion, then by all means. But the policies we have in place right now do not allow for those three things to coexist. But absolutely, you're 100% right. It's a common misconception that the message here is an anti-trans message advocating for the banning of all trans athletes. That's, again, could not be further from the truth. I think every single person, regardless of sexual orientation or gender identity or race, any of those those factors, I think every single person should play sports because I see what sports has given me. And it's the leadership and the confidence and the security to advocate for what I'm advocating for. And no one should be denied those things. You must compete where it's fair and where it's safe.
0: It seems like it is obvious, and again, just for privacy rights of people's daughters and granddaughters. Okay, if we're going to all swim in the same pool, fine, but can we at least have private locker rooms? That kind of thing. Swimmers like you are used to going straight to one end of the pool and straight back, but your career plans have veered sideways. You have a new vocational calling that's a completely different angle. Can I ask you to talk with us a little bit about what this journey has been like for you within your personal life?
1: Absolutely. It's been certainly an adjustment, right? I think when you go from having one set of plans for your life and your career to Something totally different that by no means you feel prepared for. It's chaotic. I think is the best word for it. But I have grown in terms of my maturity, my wisdom, my my strength. Again, my confidence, leadership, all of those things. And I realize that you know God, He doesn't He doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. That's kind of what propagates me and motivates me to continue moving forward.
0: You will be in Pennsylvania next week when the PA Family Institute has you speaking at their annual banquet. What's your message going to be in Pennsylvania, probably similar to what you're doing all through your speaking tour? Is it frustration, hope, uh, call to action? Are you foreseeing victory and celebrating that? What's the core of your message that you present to audiences like that?
1: All of the above. You know, I think you can hear more about what it takes to be an elite athlete, again, the unfair competition aspect, the locker room aspect, the silencing aspect, the broader scope of what this issue means. So all those things you can expect to hear, and I, I'm greatly looking forward to it.
0: Riley Gaines in a Family Life special interview, as she is an advocate against the gender-denying ideology that has been predominant in many parts of our culture. She was a 12-time All-American swimmer when she competed at the University of Kentucky, and her life changed when she tied with the biological male Leah Thomas at the 2022 NCAA Women's Swimming Championship to the exact same hundredth of a second, but the man who was swimming as a woman. Was given the title for the photo opportunity. Riley Gaines is among the speakers at this year's Pennsylvania Family Institute Banquet in Hershey, Pennsylvania on November 6th. Details about that are on the PAFamily.org website. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.